to Bites and Beverages with CFB. My name is Carrie Donaire, and I'll be your host today. Bites and Beverages with CFB is a podcast created and hosted by Citizens First Bank in Clinton and Comanche, Iowa, recorded at Studio CFB. Today's topic is selling your business, and our beverages are from Brent's Firehouse Coffee in Comanche. Money Smart Small Business is an entire curriculum provided by the Small Business Administration and the FDIC. As a community bank, Citizens First realizes the importance of this type of resource for our business customers. First, let's meet our bankers. Hi, my name is Dylan Byrne. I've been a commercial lender here for about seven months, so I help area businesses with um, anything and everything. Hello, this is Evan Trinkamp. Um, I've been with Citizens First Bank for seven years. I am the vice president and senior lender. I deal in our ag and commercial portfolios, help area farmers, help area commercial guys, very much involved in the community, um, in the ag sector, and in that Jackson-Clinton County area. If you ever see me out and about, stop by and say hi. My name is Steve Clements, uh, executive vice president here at Citizens First Bank. Uh, been here almost 11, 12 years, I think now. Um, spent the majority of my career with uh, on the commercial side, small businesses uh, in the area, eastern Iowa, western Illinois. All right, today we are trying some of the well-known and popular energy drinks, cold beverages from Brent's Firehouse Coffee. So their menu is really cool because all the names of the coffee drinks and non-coffee drinks are somehow firefighting related. So we have the Jaws of Life Bomb Pop Energy Drink and then one that's called the Firehouse Daiquiri. So what are, what are your first impressions of the drinks, guys? I have the Bomb Pop and my first thought is childhood and summer um, <laughs> back when you were so excited when mom bought the actual legit bomb pops the red white and blue bomb pops that were always a childhood favorite but you didn't get all the time so i drive by brent's every day actually on my way to work <clears throat> always long lines I, i've heard about these drinks that he has there i think something unique to him i think he gives back a percentage of his proceeds back to the local fire departments police departments uh, which is really cool um, i i have the um the firehouse daiquiri it's quite good it's not overly powerful sweet by any means really good on a you know hot summer day <clears throat> it seems to be you know mornings days nights it's always uh popular i i can see why he suggested this that something we try i have a bomb pop as well what do you think like evan said yeah tastes exactly like a bomb pop so if you uh, want to reminisce and maybe have some memories of your childhood uh, go grab one I'm glad I tried it because I would also, I usually go to coffee, but I tried the daiquiri energy drink and it has a little kick. Like it's definitely, it's definitely delicious. And I was going to mention, I follow Brent's Coffee House on, um, Firehouse Coffee on social media. And they're really good about posting when they have delivery available, you can call. So they, I think they definitely have a following um, who keeps in touch with them closely on, on social media. I'm from out in the DeWitt area, and he's added a location out on the west side of DeWitt. I'm excited that if I need to in the morning go into one of my kids' soccer games, now I can get the good coffee that I typically didn't have the opportunity to in DeWitt. Nice. All right, let's jump into our topic today, which is selling your business, really looking at the future of your business and, and planning ahead. So um, we'll start with an easy one. What are some reasons to sell your business? You're either ready to retire, you've outgrown, or your capabilities. Maybe it's something that you're just not capable of continuing to grow the business and you want 
to bring on some more resources. So you may sell to a bigger company that can help you continue to grow the products and services that you offer your customers. You lack the drive anymore to keep the the business going. Um, You have a very viable business and you're just ready to take on another sector or another factor of your life. We've seen some customers that sell portions of their business off too. You know, say they do landscaping and and snow removal and the snow removal becomes too much for them. They'd rather be in Florida in the the wintertime. So they sell their equipment off, their customer list for the the lots that they plow, the houses that they plow, you know, the trucks and the plows, the salters, and they sell just that portion of their business so they can come back and mow grass and do landscaping in the summer and then enjoy their winters um, somewhere warmer and not, not having to deal with the Iowa cold. Yeah, that's a great point. It's not all or nothing. You have to look at it creatively. And if your goal is to downsize but not be completely out of the game, then then that's a great option. Yeah, I think if you have an offer from somebody too to purchase the business or the assets and you know it's kind of been something you've been thinking about, maybe getting out and you get a good offer, you can pull the trigger. So this question is, you know me, it's a two-part question. I love those. How can I plan for growth and new ownership at the same time? And related to that, how do I know when the timing is right to hand off either the whole business or a portion of the business? How do you know when the time is right? I've had some customers in the recent years who have had, say, a key employee that's done a really good job at growing the business. And they think, you know, hey, I'd love to sell this to you someday. And say the sales price is going to be one-time sales or or a a multiple of what net income is. Well, that key employee looks at it and says, well, I'm not going to keep growing your business for you to turn around and sell it to me at a higher price. So there is usually a good starter for the conversation to say, "I, I want you to be, you know, the successor in this business. I want to sell it to you. You know, but we need to agree upon price because I don't want to stop growth of the business. I don't want you to stop doing all the great work you do just because you want to buy it at a you know a cheaper price. Um, so I've seen several instances like that where they you know the business owner says, "Hey, in the next year I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it to Pete." They introduce me to Pete. You know, Pete comes in and says, "What do I need to know? What do I need to start doing?" And then they just start that planning process. Now, a lot of businesses are gonna sell. You know, maybe they spend that next year, two years, really focused on their books so they can maximize how much they're going to sell their business for you know if they know that hey i i I want to be retired at 60 and i'm 57 maybe they start that planning process sooner than later we have some customers that want to buy a business and say hey i know jim's going to be going out of business in two years or wants to sell what do i need to start doing today and then we've had customers that say i want to shut this thing down how do i find a buyer and we help with that process too on the point of the growth and new ownership it's recognizing an individual or a couple individuals that you feel maybe not have the same mentality, but have your same core values and what you want to see the business do. I mean, because you're selling the business, they're not going to have the same ideas and the same procedures as you, but getting them in there, getting them used to the business and letting them kind of have some management abilities within there to, so that when the time does come and you do have to decide when the, the time is right to hand those reins over, you are comfortable that they're going to go ahead. Um, on the other side too, you also have to be comfortable as the prior owner that they're not, like I said, they're not going to do everything the same way that you did it. It's just having an open mind that when you do bring somebody in new, fresher eyes, that there is there is more than one way to skin a cat, as, as the old adage goes. You certainly don't want to get in a situation where you have seller's remorse either. You know, you may have operated this business for 30 years and 
you know, say it's a service business that doesn't have a lot of assets, um, but it has a good book of business. The banker may talk to the person who's buying it and say, okay, um, they want to sell you this business. How willing are they to stay in for the next year? Help transition it, help carry some of the debt. You know, if they want $100,000 for their business, are they willing to carry back 20% of that on a, on a note that they carry? Um, so they show that they have this just as much confidence. So if you're looking to sell your business, you know, you got to be somewhat committed to the process because um, it's not always going to be as simply as you hand over the keys to the tractor and they you know you get your check and move on it's it's a more in-depth process than I think a lot of people are prepared for uh, but there's a lot of people who build really nice businesses get to the end and don't have a plan an out um, and just close the doors and end up with with nothing when they should end up with something <laughs> So is your banker a great, is it the banker the right place to start that conversation when you, you know, if you're going to ask your banker about some strategies for selling or succession planning, um, you know, what's the starting point? Also understanding it probably involves some conversation at the business with that key employee or, or around the family dinner table. If you have a longstanding relationship with your banker, then I think that's a great place to start um, so they can help start helping you with that. Maybe they know a buyer. Maybe they know someone who would, your business would complement their business. Uh, it would make sense for you, for you know the two of them to meet and to hash it out and see if it works. But I think your banker, I think your attorney, and I think your accountant are good places that you want to start uh, when it comes to thinking about you know succession planning. And it's a conversation, I think, that needs to be had early and often. I mean, because it is an ever-evolving facet of your business. I mean, things change, things evolve. Your your business could be one way today and say in 10 years from now, it can be in a completely different position than what it is now. More people involved, more people left that you thought were going to be there. We see it all the time in the ag industry of you, there may be three three siblings that are part or that were that are the children, but only one of those siblings is actively involved in the day-to-day -day operations. So how do you make that fair and how do you determine what the other get out of it also to make it fair to them? Because they are, I mean, they are still part of the family. They are still technically part of the family business, but there's that one that was involved in the day-to-day -day and everything. And that's just something that it comes down to your personal preference. I mean, at the end of the day, it is the owner's preference and what they want. I have customers that work with actual firms that that's all they do is succession planning and set up trusts and LLCs to make it easier for them. But like I've said, the earlier you start, the easier it is. That's a great point, Evan. I like what you said, have the conversation early and have it often. And then, you know, as, as things evolve and the business evolves, you're already having that conversation. So we are Citizens First Bank. You are listening to the Bites and Beverages with CFB podcast. Today we are sipping on some cold, fresh drinks from Brent's Firehouse Coffee in Comanche, Iowa. So everybody have a sip. And uh, Dylan, you want to tell us a little bit more about your drink? Yeah, I've got the Bomb Pop uh, Jaws of Life. I'm an avid Jaws of Life guy, so <laughs> um, they're all good. Um, I maybe get one once a week. I typically go with the watermelon sugar, but um, this one's just as good. So when it's an energy drink, like how much energy does it give you? Do you have to avoid other caffeine or are you amped and clean depends. the house all night? Or depends on how much you can handle. I typically do it in the morning, yeah. not like after, you know, three o'clock because then it's, then you're, yeah, up all night. Today we're talking about selling your business, succession planning, 
This question is, you know, really related to a family business. The business owner says, I want to see my family business remain open, but no one in the family is interested. So what's the best way to recruit an interested buyer? If you're just a sole proprietor that is an individual and that's all it takes to run the business, it makes it a little bit harder. There's multifaceted. I mean, you can have employees that are there that are interested in the business and want to own that business and understand it and can help you move forward. Um, it's just looking at them and determining if they have the ability to actually own the business and keep it viable. Or there's, I have a customer now that is working on transitioning his farm operation and everything, and they've worked with a succession firm that I've talked about, and he's got an employer there that intends on buying this percentage of the business or this percentage of the assets this year, and then in five years, he'll buy another percentage. I mean, there's just, there's ways to do that, but he used that more as a, a search firm kind of thing as he got connected with this guy and is able to train him and build him up into being able to own the business. But it's more or less just getting yourself out there. And it could be as simple as you find another business that say it's a tree care business and it's your family, but you want to keep it open, finding another tree care business that can run that business also. I mean, just to essentially consolidate your business with another one. Yeah, find someone who's equally as passionate. What I've tend to seen over my career is <clears throat> bigger businesses tend to do better at turning over the business to their heirs. The smaller businesses where you're a sole proprietor, you're much more married to that job. I mean, you're doing every aspect of it. You know, some families see, you know, that their mother or father's not always around because they're married to this business and they think, well, I don't want that for myself and for my family. So I think it's sometimes harder for smaller businesses to sell to their family or turn it over to the family because they've branched out and done something different because there isn't room, right? I mean, if you're if you're the only one doing the business and your child's been went to college and did something else, well, they might have other passions now. How about steps to take to prepare your business for sale? Like if you, you know, you know, we're kind of dancing around the same topic a little bit, but how about before you're even mentioning it to family or those key employees, like what are some steps you can take just so the business is ready to sell? I think the key thing is probably working with your accountant. If you were going to prepare your business to sell, then, you know, they need to start that groundwork to put in the position that the potential buyer can come in and say, okay, I need to see, my banker wants to see the last three years of your financials. If you're really wanting to have an exit strategy, the financial piece of your business, um, knowing your customers, knowing where your income comes from, knowing you know who potentially would want to buy your business, knowing all that ahead of time will put you ahead of the game. Stuff like cleaning up uh, outstanding AR balances and you know, other debt, uh, if you have any lawsuits, anything like that. And then getting like the premises in good shape, making sure all your assets you know look good. If someone else comes in to buy it, it's not just not they're not going to have to spend so much time cleaning up any what Dylan said the reputation, the the background, the finances. If there's a bunch of problems, I mean, if 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 you if your business don't cash flow for you, how is it going to cash flow for somebody else? Or if it cash flows with you with no debt, and you're going to expect to sell it, and the buyer is going to have debt, you got to consider to say, well. This business is perfect for me. I pay all my bills. I, you know, I raised my family. I did everything. Well, what's it like when there's a $1,000 payment a month that has to be made on the business loan? You want to know that going ahead of it, and your, your accountant wants to prepare you for those types of things. How about documenting a business plan? Like we you know, I always talk about business plans to initiate the business and really put it together in the first place, but do you see a lot of businesses who have some, or, or a marketing plan? Let's say they have their financial projections, 
you know, do you see businesses at a later stage in life that put together an actual plan as a selling point? At times I've seen exit strategies. Uh, I've seen a few business plans from new businesses come in with exit strategies to say, hey, if here's my plan. If this doesn't work, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell this, this, and this. I think for older generation business that have been around for a long time, you, you don't see it as much because they don't think about it. You know, they don't think about what the next steps are. And that tends to be a problem because you sometimes you don't maximize really what you, you should gain on all the years you put in. So if I have an interested successor, what, what are next steps to, you know, to move that forward? I would say get them involved with the, your group of people that you have confidence in that you have already built those professional relationships with your banker, accountant, your attorney, your insurance agent. And they and they may not want to deal. They may be in a completely different area where they have their own group of people like that, but at least get them involved with yours so that they understand kind of where your business is at. I mean, cause your banker has, if you've been with the same banker for 20 years, they understand your business Maybe not the same as you, but they understand the nuances of it too. And it just goes back to what we said before, get people involved early and often and talk about it early and often. Makes things a lot smoother. Lay all the cards on the table. Don't let things get to closing. And then all of a sudden, well, I thought you said this or you meant this. I mean, get it down in writing. I mean, in today's day and age, writing is obviously paramount over anything verbal, anything that was discussed. So if you can get an attorney involved or even not an attorney involved, if you just have something writing between you two, or between the two parties that gives you guys each a foundation to start from at least it, it, it'll make the transition and the succession that much smoother i think a lot of businesses are nervous explaining those secrets if it's a family thing yes if it's not <clears throat> if it's an outside buyer you know get with your attorney and have them prepare a non-disclosure agreement you know have have the potential buyer sign an nda ties them to not share all your secrets do a purchase agreement get it in writing um, i've seen <clears throat> more Handshake deals get sideways with, nope, that was my phone number, or nope, I was keeping my truck, or no, you didn't get this. Get it in writing, get it agreed upon. If someone wants to buy your business and says, ah, oh, don't worry about getting an attorney, you can just use mine, you know, get your own representation and make sure that you protect yourself because once that transaction's happened, it, it makes it a significantly harder situation. So if you know it's a viable business, if you know your banker would want to keep that having them as a customer, you know, introduce them as sooner than later. As we talked on a prior podcast of banking services, I mean, if, if you don't know who to talk to or you don't know where to start, a good place to go would be is your banker that has those contacts of your the accountants that they have dealt with on succession planning and estates and business transitions and same with accountants or even the succession planning firms that can help you with that kind of stuff. They can put you in contact with a couple different parties that you can use for your benefit. Yep, absolutely. Banking services was discussed in episode three, so you can click around and find that episode here on our website at gocfb.bank. Small business owners have put a lot of time and effort, and running the small business isn't easy. If you've put years, 10 years, 15, 20 years, and you know that you've built something that has value, if you don't understand what that value is, talk with your banker, talk with your accountant, have them do evaluation. Um, so if someone says, hey, have you ever thought about selling it? You could say, yeah, you know, I'd sell it for $100,000 today. You get my book of business, all my equipment. They say, well, how'd you come up with that number? You're prepared, right? You talk to your accountant. They said, this is what this is worth. This is what it generates in income each year. Um, this is why it makes sense. Just make sure that you, you surround yourself with the right people. Talk to your bankers, talk to your accountants, your attorneys. You can sell your business. It is possible. Uh, there will be bumps in the road, but it's been done before. 
For me, it's just determining why you want to sell. I mean, is it is it a legacy thing? Is it that you need funds for retirement or is it that you're just ready to get out of the business? Start the process early um, and, you know, determine if, if you have a few candidates in mind, determine if you're willing to sell it to them because that's the last thing you want to see with all your hard work is, you know, a business to go awry. And I just want to thank Brent also for the delicious drink. If you're ever in Comanche or out in DeWitt, be sure to stop by and grab yourself a coffee or a a Jaws of Life to get you through your day.